Good evening. Welcome to Tuesday Evening Chapel. It's good to see each and every one of you. You guys doing all right? Good. Our speaker for this evening is Dr. Strite, Gary Strite. He is the Vice President for Academic Affairs. Could you welcome him? He's getting up, all mic'd up over here. Let us all stand this evening. We're gathered here this evening, declaring our trust in God. And we're, we're thankful for his unfailing love. And Romans, Paul writes, But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you thankful for God's love? Amen. Amen. We come to you this evening, God. We worship you. Our Lord, our God, we declare our trust in you. And we rejoice in the light of your love. We just give you this time. Be with us in this very hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. How are you? You look sort of sluggish. How can you be sluggish after singing, and can it be? I'm carrying a big black book tonight, and it's not the one that typically is carried onto the platform by those who are going to preach. Well, guess what? I'm not going to preach. Tonight we're going to have a little interactive time together. And I do not in any way want you to think, I don't, I don't want you to infer that I'm suggesting that this black book is that black book. That is the word of God. The 66 books of the sacred canon inspired by God. But you know what? There are some other black books. There's the manual of the Church of the Nazarene. I'm not preaching from that tonight. I knew I'd get some amen on that. Another, sometimes it's, it's uh, maroon, sometimes it's black, but another book that I really love is the hymnal. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. This is actually the pianist's copy. That's why it's so big. Uh, I came in, I couldn't find one of the regulars, so I just snatched the uh, pianist's copy. And I thought, well, I'll just use it tonight and then return it to the piano. Um, I want to talk with us for just a little bit about some of this material that has been particularly helpful to me in my Christian life. If you want to take a hymnal, this big hymnal is just like your little hymnal, and you can follow along. And I think it might be good for us to do that. And if we would turn to page one, I think that would be a good place to start and have a responsive reading which sets the stage for what we're going to do tonight. Everybody see page one? God, sing to the Lord. See it? Okay, you're going to read the bold lines. And I'm going to read the other lines. Can we do that? Read with enthusiasm and gusto. 
Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. For the Lord is the great God. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The sea is his, for he made it. Come, let us bow down in worship. For he is our God. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. I remember the hymnal that was in the church where I was saved. It was a dear, dear book because we used it a lot. We used it so much that I even remembered what pages certain songs were on. Victory in Jesus was page 242. Holiness unto the Lord. The theme song of the Church of the Nazarene was on page 199. And on and on and on. And then guess what? They changed the hymnal. They messed up the pages. I haven't gotten over that. I'm not bitter, but I haven't gotten over it. Every 20 years, the church revises the hymnal. And so the hymnal that we're looking at tonight is the latest hymnal that the Church of the Nazarene compiled, and it's due for a revision, I think, in 2013. So we'll have to relearn pages one more time. I'm of the opinion, hear me, this is Nazarene Bible College, and you are here to prepare for what? So listen up, okay? I'm of the opinion that we neglect this book far too much in our public and private worship. I believe that there is power in singing the praises of the Lord that his people have sung and thought for hundreds of years. That is a glue, is it not? That pulls us together in the faith. Now do not read into that, Chaplain Nels, that I dislike choruses, praise songs. I love them, most of them, just like I love most of the hymns. But I do think today we need to attend, as we prepare our hearts and minds and souls for ministry in the church, we need to reevaluate this piece of opportunity that we have in the church. Revelations 12, 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the words of their testimony. So tonight, now this is Tuesday night, and historically Wednesday night has been prayer meeting night in the church, and historically testimony time was a part of Wednesday night prayer meeting. Anybody identify with that? Let me see your hand. If you, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, but this is Tuesday night, so let's pretend it's Wednesday night. And I'm going to give you a chance at the appropriate time, if you feel led to offer a word of testimony. I do not want life stories. 
We used to call them popcorn testimonies. And we want them to be uplifting rather than depressing. Can you do that? No, you can't do that. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. No, then, then we'll let you testify some other time. <laughs> I'm going to share with you this evening some hymnity, some hymns that have been absolutely precious to me over my walk with the Lord. I, I didn't do this very scientifically. I went to Starbucks and I sat, and I can't tell you the numbers of people who came up to me and said, what are you doing? I had this big hymnal there and I started just walking through it and I only got halfway through it because just about every hymn said something to me or I had a remembrance of that hymn speaking to me or the Lord speaking to me through that hymn. But we only have a few minutes here, so I must get on with it. So I, we'll, we'll save the second half for another night. But I thought if I would share with you some of the things that these hymns have meant to me, while I'm talking, you might indeed be inspired or reminded of something that you would like to share when I give you the cue. And, and can you do that? Just stand up and say it and sit down. Can you do it? See, I can run a testimony meeting, President Graves. I can run a testimony meeting. Page 30. Let's take a look. Page 30. A mighty fortress is our God. Now, I have to admit, I was probably a, in college before I sang this hymn. Our little church didn't sing it much. But when I first heard this hymn, and actually I heard it with a pipe organ. Wow. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. But then listen to these words. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? Then page 44. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. How many times have we sung that hymn? Summer and winter and springtime and harvest. Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. This is fall. Go out tonight and look up into the heavens. Join with all nature in manifold blessings. Witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Page 51. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise. Notice that second verse. Some people snicker about the Ebenezer because they don't have a clue what it is. 
Well, if you go to the first book of Samuel, and if you look at uh, verses seven, uh, chapter 7, verse 12, or 7 through 12, you'll see that the Ebenezer was indeed a commemorative stone, right, raised to do what? Remember. Remember what? God's faithfulness. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. Anybody got a word? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Page 79. I mean, I went from a mighty fortress to the wonder of it all. But each of these songs has spoken to me over the years. There's the wonder of sunset and evening. The wondrous sunrise I see, but the wonder of wonders that thrills my soul is the wonder that God loves me. He loves me. You get it? Do you get it? 84. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Page 86. This is one of my all-time favorites. I love the imagery. When we're trying to tell somebody that we love them, we often stumble because we can't always linguistically find the words to tell it. Look at the second, the third verse, referring to the love of God. Could we with ink the oceans fill and were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God would drain the oceans dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though it were stretched from sky to sky. Is that not good imagery? Amen. It is good imagery. Somebody say something. Yes. And it sounds especially good with that Tennessee accent. <laughs> especially good. Especially pleasing to the Lord. Page 92. In shady green pastures so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along. Where the water's cool flow bathes the weary one's feet, God leads his dear children along. 
Listen up. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. Aren't those wonderful words? Anybody want to say something? Yes, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Page 103. His eye is on the sparrow. Now this is a golden oldie. This they play on the oldies station. When I was a little, little, little boy, I was at my grandmother's house and she had on a Billy Graham crusade. Don't eight-year-old eight boys love Billy Graham crusades on the TV, especially if you have to sit down and watch it? But I remember Ethel Waters being on that particular program. And she sang this song and brought the house down. After which, Billy Graham interviewed Ethel Waters and he said, Miss Waters, where did you study to sing like that? Oh, I didn't. You didn't? Well, where did you learn to sing like that? She said, Mr. Graham, let me remind you, God don't sponsor no flops. <laughs> My grandmother quickly corrected her grammar and then talked about her theology as being rock solid. Why should I feel discouraged this evening? Why should the shadows fall? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Do we sing because we're happy? Do we? Do we sing because we are free? His eye is on the sparrow, and he has promised to watch over me. Page um, 109. Going all over the charts here. Our great Savior, another pipe organ hymn, a great hymn of the church. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. Friends may fail me, foes assail me. He, my Savior, makes me whole. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Hallelujah, what a friend. Saving, helping, keeping, loving. He is with me to the end. Anybody have a word? Yeah, I, I, one, two, and three, yes. 
No, no, you go ahead. The name Howder Lilliness may not mean anything to you, but if you look around in Nazarene hymnals, you'll see Lilliness Publishing House, Music Publishing. Howder Lilliness was one of those early music pioneers in the Church of the Nazarene, wrote lots and lots and lots of hymns, and really started the music division of the Nazarene Publishing House. He himself was a composer, he was a singer, he was a minister of music. One day, Dr. Lillinus and his wife found out that she was suffering from a terminal disease. And a shroud, a pall came upon them. And as they prayed and as they sought the mind of God, Dr. Lillinus tells the story of finding a place of peace amongst the turmoil of that announcement. He went to his office several days later and he penned these words, page 111. I have found a deep peace that I never had known and a joy this world could not afford since I yielded control of my body and soul to my wonderful, wonderful Lord. My wonderful Lord, my wonderful Lord, by angels and seraphs in heaven adored. I Bow at thy shrine, my Savior divine, my wonderful, wonderful Lord. And in that hymn, Dr. and Mrs. Lillinus found a place of peace and focus and comfort for that hour. Page 119. I don't hear a lot of these songs sung. But this one we sang a lot in the Winchester, Virginia Church of the Nazarene. And I remember one Sunday in particular when we had just shown up for church, everybody doing his or her thing, and we sang this hymn, and suddenly the Spirit of God came upon that service. And I still remember where I was sitting. I still remember who went forward to pray. I still remember who stood and testified. And that service lasted until 2.30 in the afternoon. And it wasn't trumped up. It was God coming among 
and up, uh, with his people. When I saw the cleansing fountain open wide for all my sin, I obeyed the Spirit's wooing when he said, Wilt thou be clean? Though the way seemed straight and narrow, all I claimed was swept away. My ambitions, my plans, my wishes at his feet in ashes lay. I suspect that could be your story tonight. Then God's fire upon the altar of my heart was set aflame. I shall never cease to praise him. Glory, glory to his name. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I'm so glad he took me in. He's forgiven my transgressions. He has cleansed my heart from sin. Are you getting it? Glory, glory to the Father. Glory, glory to the Son. Glory, glory to the Spirit. Glory to the three in one. Any thoughts? Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> amazing grace. Amazing grace. Thank you. And you know, I had to skip some. I had to skip some. Page 210. Flip over to page 210. Now here's a song that nobody recognizes by the name of the song. One day. But look at the chorus. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. Did you know that, would you have known that to be the name of that song? Good. I am so glad somebody knows that. Uh, look at 234. In the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time. All the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime. Look at the date of that hymn. What is it? 1825. Bane and blessing, pain and pleasure by the cross are sanctified. Peace is there that knows no measure. Joys that through all time abide. Doesn't it sort of make you feel good? To think that in 1825, Christians were gathered singing those words that tonight we recall and we embrace and we believe? That's the glue. We're a part of a train, a kingdom that's on the move. And we're on the stage for such a time as this. I gotta, I gotta move on here. Two more. Uh, page 383. 383, another one of my favorites. All my life long I had panted for a drink from some cool spring that I hoped would quench the burning of the thirst I felt within. Hallelujah, I have found it. 
whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies my longing. Through his blood I now am saved. Poor I was and sought for riches, something that would satisfy. But the dust I gathered round me only mocked my soul's sad cry. Well of water ever springing, bread of life so rich and free, untold wealth that never faileth, my Redeemer is to me. Hallelujah! I have found it. Aren't we glad that we can find Him who satisfies the deepest longings of our soul? Two more. 392. I just love singing this song. I always did because I never thought it had an ending. Because you just kept going. You know, you thought you'd gotten to the chorus and then you got to the chorus. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. I love the images in this gospel song. He all my griefs has taken and all my sorrows borne. In temptation, he's my strong and mighty tower. I've all for him forsaken. I've all my idols torn. From my heart and now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world, hear me folks, though all the world forsake me and Satan tempt me sore, through Jesus I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Anybody have a word? Quick word? Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to his cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. It is well with my soul. It has taken me a lot of time to really truly know exactly what it means to say it is well. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Quickly, yes and yes. Comforter has come. It's terrific. Thank you. Yes. Shall be mine. Yes.
Amen. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And the last hymn that I'm going to share with you tonight is really on page 199, but you'll have to look at 503. Because in the old hymnal, it was where it was supposed to be. Called unto holiness, church of our God, purchase of Jesus, redeemed by his blood, called from the world and its idols to flee, called from the bondage of sin to be free. Holiness unto the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness unto the Lord as we're marching along. Sing it, shout it, loud and long. Holiness unto the Lord, now and forever. If some of you are going to be ordained in the Church of the Nazarene, guess what? You're going to march down the aisle to that song. The theme song of the Church of the Nazarene. It's been fun to visit some hymns tonight. It's been fun to hear you reflect on these hymns in your life. And now, Jonathan, I want the team to come back and we're going to sing And Can It Be Again because remember those words, I rose, went forth, and followed thee. That's a great benediction. And I want to hear you sing it even better than you sang it before at the beginning of the service with the Spirit's anointing in your life. God bless you. Sing the hymns of the church. What is peace? You are dismissed.